Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Girly Homesteader podcast. Today I am talking all about my favorites from the month of October. Um, I have a few different things to talk about today. Some are girly, but I do have a major um, garden product that I want to share because honestly, I think this is the reason that I'm actually going to be able to harvest a cauliflower, like a real one, for the first time ever. So stay tuned for some garden favorites and also some skincare favorites too. Hello and welcome to season two of the Girly Homesteader podcast. I'm your host, Laura, a girly homesteader living in Xenia, Ohio, with my husband, chickens, bees, and garden. This is my second year homesteading, and in 2023, I am hoping to hone some of the skills I learned in 2022, specifically in the garden and kitchen. This podcast is meant to be a bridge between nature-centered homesteading and the more girly aspects of being a woman, like non-toxic skincare, makeup, and hair care. So if you're looking for a lifestyle podcast that also talks about random aspects of homestead life, like dirty chicken feet, being attacked by bees, monthly garden goals, food preservation ideas, and sourdough that doesn't always rise, you're in the right place and you've found a girlfriend in homesteading. All right, so first of all, I am amazed that we are already almost at the end of October. And to be honest with you, I'm a little sad (laughs) just because October is really one of the most beautiful months here in Ohio. I do really like November though. So I'm not like totally sad that November is coming because there's a lot of fun things for us in November, like our anniversary, my husband's birthday, and also Thanksgiving, of course. But still, I just feel like October went by really, really quickly. Um, It was also a super stressful month for my husband at work. And so it was just kind of, I don't know, a weird month. And I I wish now in hindsight we could have been able to, um, to enjoy it a bit more. But... Oh, well, anyways, um, in the garden, I guess that is where I want to start out first. So I have two things that I want to talk about. The first thing is a fertilizer. Um, You know that I have used this product that is called Organic Rev before. Their signature product is not a fertilizer. It is a product that really, it just helps the plant to uptake the nutrients that are naturally there in the soil. And that stuff, you can't over apply it or anything. It's just really easy to use. And I especially use it with my transplants. I think that it helps them transplant really well, especially because I start my seedlings, um, hydroponically. And so I think that it helps their transition from hydroponic to soil go very, very well. So organic rev is something that I have bought over and over. But what I want to talk about is their new fertilizer that they have come out with. And oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, As I said in the intro, I think I'm finally gonna have my first cauliflower. And I am shocked. So this fertilizer, it's a liquid. Um, My hope is that I will be able to use it in my arrow garden. Um, If you listened to my episode that is all about the arrow garden, um, you know that I was just a little bit, not skeptical, I guess, but they come with miracle Grow, And it's not the blue miracle Grow that you grew up with. 
but I still just wasn't totally keen on the fact that it was using miracle Grow. But anyways, the Arrow Gardens come with it, and so I haven't wasted it. I've used it. But anyways, I'm starting to run out of it, and so I'm really hopeful that this organic rev fertilizer will be something that I can use hydroponically. But so far, the way that I have been using it is on my garden, and I have been applying it every two weeks according to the directions, and I simply just mix it in to water in a watering can, and I have been watering my cool weather plants, my fall plants, and man, they definitely grow a lot more after I use it. So if you listened to my summary of the summer garden, um, you will know <laughs> that we are still battling some soil issues uh, at the beginning, or well, not even at the beginning of this year, but last year when I was prepping our soil for winter, I tilled in a bunch of chicken poop and a bunch of wood chips. I don't know, that might have been early this year, honestly. I can't really remember, but anyways, it was too recent ago that the wood chips that I mixed in and also the pine shavings from my old chicken bedding, um, those locked up nitrogen and made it not available for my garden. And because of that, my soil was just crappy. Not necessarily in the texture of it, but just in the nutrient availability. And so after this winter, I am very hopeful that my wood chips will be decomposed enough that they should be okay. But in this interim time, I have really been having to supplement my plants with fertilizer because that's just the only way that um, I could get anything to come from them. So before I tried the Organic Rev Fertilizer, I was using some fertilizers from Fox Hole Farms, and to be honest with you, I didn't really notice much of a difference. Um, this Organic Rev Fertilizer though, holy crap, I just, I, I don't even know how else to say it except for that my plants are actually growing <laughs> to the point where I think I'm going to get a head of cauliflower, maybe two or three, just depends on how how cold things get here. Um, but I am ecstatic with this fertilizer and I will put a link to it in the show notes. Um, for a while, they were doing a great deal where you could get a free bottle of it if you spent a certain amount of money on their website. And that was very easy for me to do when I bought it for the first time because I just stocked up on organic rev. Um, so yeah, I'm very much so blown away by this product and I'm really hoping that it can just be my go-to for everything that I do indoors, all my hydroponic growing, and then I can continue to use it outside to give my plants that boost when they need it, when I am battling, you know, just soil issues. And another thing that I'm starting to really realize too is that for most of us when we are gardening, Unless you really, really get into super like in-depth plant pairings where you are making sure that you're not choosing plants that, you know, suck up the same nutrients from each other and whatnot, like they compete with each other. Unless you're really, really doing that, um, I just, I feel like conventional gardening, the way that most of us do it. We are just jamming so many plants into small spaces because we want to get the most food that we can. But I just, I have a hard time believing that without fertilizer or like lots of compost constantly, 
I just, I'm starting to not believe that it's actually possible to get super high amounts of output from your garden. Because, um, I mean, I guess fertilizer and adding compost, they can kind of be seen as the same thing. I mean, they're not. But, like, if you don't have a way to make your own compost or to compost down chicken manure or something like that, which I am still struggling with... Um, you need fertilizer. That's just how it is. I mean, I'm sorry, but like if you have crap soil, you need something to get your plants to grow. And so anyways, that's really what I'm hoping that this organic rev can be for me during this time while I am building my soil and while I am trying to figure out how to get compost to work on our homestead. Um, what I like about this fertilizer too is that it really doesn't smell because <laughs> some of them are very, very stinky. But the other thing that's cool too is that they use food waste to make the fertilizer, which is exactly what Grubbly Farms does, which is the brand of chicken food that I use. They use food waste to feed the bugs, the larvae of the mealworms that they put into their food. And so Organic Rev, they use the food waste and they must do something to it to break it down so that it, can, so that it can become energy and nutrition for the plants that you are trying to grow. So again, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but I swear this Organic Rev fertilizer has been life-changing <laughs> for this season's garden. Um, the next thing in the garden that I want to talk about is a procedure that I kind of used uh, earlier in October when I was getting a lot of greens out of the garden. So I don't know about you, but if you have to harvest a bunch of greens at once, it's a lot of work <laughs> from the harvesting to the washing to the drying into the packaging or the storage part, it is a lot of work. And I have my process nailed down for about two salads at a time. Like when I harvest greens for salad, I will fill up my container, I will wash them all, and I will put them into two boxes to make two meals for us. But when I'm doing more than that, like when I'm trying to build, to, um, to empty out a whole bed of mustard or a whole bed of arugula or something that I want to preserve. Like, that's a lot. And it's just a very long process in doing that much washing and that much drying and all of that packaging all at once. It's just a lot. And so I devised something, I guess you could say, that helped me split that task into two parts, into two different days. That way it didn't take me as long and I had a lot more hands-off time too. So the way that I discovered this is I was harvesting a bunch of mustards. My thought was that I could freeze them to use as greens in soups during winter. So mustard greens is what I was harvesting. And I was harvesting probably like a four foot by, I don't know, one, one and a half foot section. And so that's a lot of mustards. And also these mustards were very big. They weren't baby mustards, they were big. So there were lots and lots of big leaves. So what I did is I harvested all of them, put them in my container, and I washed them outside. Now, for someone who maybe is like a market gardener, you might have a greens washing station, and so this just makes sense to you, and you're like, duh. But if you are just growing for yourself, you're generally washing all of your produce inside. But I swear, when I was washing this big amount of greens, just the simple 
task or the simple aspect that I could wash them outside with my garden hose was just, it just made it so much easier. So I know that this might sound like common sense, but to me, it was like a super novel idea, which is why I'm sharing it. So what I did was I just, I used my hose, I put it on a shower setting and I sprayed off all the greens and then I laid them on kitchen towels outside. What I then did, now I use lots of kitchen towels for this process. What I then did is I laid them out kind of in a thin-ish layer, the thinner the better, um, but I just wrapped them up, rolled them up in those towels, and then I put them in the fridge overnight. Now, you might want to shake out the greens a little bit to shake out some of the excess water and then maybe transfer them to new towels, but simply just keeping them in the fridge in those towels overnight, it keeps the greens fresh but it also helps to draw that moisture out of them. That way they're not soaking wet when you go to freeze them or to do whatever you wanna do with them. So then the next day, all I had to do is pull out the bag from the fridge and then process it, whether I wanted to cut the greens up into smaller pieces or whatever. And that is the time too that I would go through when I would sort out any leaves that I didn't wanna keep and I would give those to the chickens or something. But simply, <laughs> By splitting this task up into two days, it made it so much less overwhelming because honestly, clearing out these sections in the garden, that way I could do my final plantings of greens. I mean, I wanted to get those new greens in the ground, but gosh, what was stopping me is just knowing that I had to do all of that washing and processing. So simply by splitting it in half, <laughs> splitting it into two days, it made it much less intimidating and I actually did it <laughs> instead of putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. So that's kind of like a, a bulk greens harvesting procedure. So again, because I know I got a little mixed up when I was describing it there, I would harvest my greens out at the garden, put them in my container, then I'd bring them over to my garden hose and I would rinse them off with a shower setting and then I would lay them out still outside on kitchen towels. And then once I was done with all of the washing, I would take new kitchen towels and I would put the greens on there, kind of in a thin layer, and then roll it up as if it was like, I don't know, a fruit roll up or something. <laughs> um, I would roll it up and put those greens and the towel in a big trash bag, stick it in the fridge and let it sit overnight. By the next day, that excess water is wicked away into the towel and it's not in your greens. And then you have a lot easier time going through and processing all the greens. You're not using your salad spinner for like hours and hours. And it just was a lot easier. So those are two garden things that really helped me out during the month of October. And then there's another product that I want to talk about that has to do with the chickens. And that is the new Grubbly Farms Electrolyte Powder. So I'll be honest with you, um, I am not the best at giving my chickens electrolytes. I have heard different things. I've heard that they don't need salt. I've heard that they do need salt. Um, I am of the camp that most people who cook their own food and who do not eat a lot of processed food, we actually do need more salt than you think, more salt than the... Than the um, than those big organizations like to tell us that we need. Um, we as human beings, we need electrolytes. We as animals need electrolytes because electrolytes are what make our muscles and our brains work. And so chickens are just the same. They need electrolytes. And so especially with a food that is such high quality like Rubbly Farms, they don't fill it with a bunch of crap. 
And as far as I know, Grubly Farms doesn't automatically include salt in their feed. And so my chickens, they need some electrolytes. And so Grubly Farms has a new electrolyte powder that has come out. And I'll just say that by putting it in their water, my chickens are definitely drinking more and that is good. And I definitely think it's helping with molting too, because yes, my chickens are molting, but honestly, they really don't look terrible compared to some other other chickens that I've seen online where they're like fully naked. Um, mine have never ever been like that, um, but they seem to be recovering and bouncing back from molting season pretty darn quickly. So I will put a link to that electrolyte powder in the show notes as well. And then after the break, I have two things kind of in the girly world that I want to talk about. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Girly Homestead Planner, the last garden planner and journal you'll ever need. I created this planner to be unlike any of the other homestead planners out there because honestly, nothing else could do what I wanted it to do and none of them were pretty. This one is organized in three different ways to help you get the most production out of your space. The first section is a yearly overview with space to plan out overarching homestead goals, specific monthly goals, a preservation tracker, and even a whole year bird's eye view of the garden. The planner is then divided and color-coded into the four seasons, with each season having a space to consolidate notes from last year, map the garden, plan your plantings and successions, track your seed starting, track soil health and amendments, write down seasonal meals, inventory your seeds, summarize the season, and more. Each season is then broken down into months with summary pages, day-by-day -day tracking, harvest tracking, and egg production pages. This planner is 152 beautiful full-color pages complete with tabs to keep you organized. Plus, you can choose your binding method, either three-hole punched and ready for a binder, or disc-bound punched and ready for your own binding discs. This allows you full customization of organization, whether you want to see only one season at a time, all the seasons together, or even keep last year's notes right alongside so you can compare. This planner is $34, but as a listener of the podcast, you can get 15% off when you use the code podcast at checkout. Get yours now with the link in the show notes and be the most prepared you've ever been for next season. Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about is a new sunscreen. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I had been testing out a new sunscreen by Supergoop. And it's not new to their brand at all. And honestly, it's really not new to me. Um, last year, I had bought a little mini size of it to trial out for my face. And it was okay. I don't know. I kind of just forgot about it. And I found it later. <laughs> And I decided to try it out again. Um, in the beginning of October here, it really wasn't super cold. And so at that time, I was able to try this out on my face because honestly, this sunscreen is not super, super moisturizing. It's called the Supergoop Sheer Screen. And from that name and from the ingredient list, um, it's supposed to be a relatively lightweight sunscreen. So after trialing it on my face, I have discovered that it's not my favorite for my face, but... What I love it for is my eyes. 
And the reason I decided to try it here is because on the Supergoop website, it says that it kind of acts like a primer for your makeup. And so that's why I was trying it on my face. But as I said, I just kind of didn't like the way that it felt when I applied enough of it. But on my eyes, it makes a perfect eye primer. I know that I had mentioned another Supergoop sunscreen for the eye area probably a few months ago. Um, I do have to give an update there. Um, then honestly, it made my eyes water. It seemed like it would transfer and it would kind of bleed into my eyes as the day went on. And it would make my eyes water. So I no longer use that. That is their um, like kind of bioretinol mineral SPF. It comes like in a dropper bottle. And so I still have that. Not really sure what I'm going to do with it. Um, but as of right now, I can't use it on my eyes because it does make my eyes water. But the Supergoop sheer screen though, it does not. And it makes my eyeshadow last all day without anything else on it. Like literally I put my eye cream on and then I put that on. And that's it. And actually, that's another product that I want to mention, but I'll get to that in a second. Anyways, this Super Goop Sheer Screen, I will link to it in the show notes. But it's a very, very lightweight sunscreen that, yes, it does act like a primer. So much so that I can put my eyeshadow directly on top of it and it stays the entire day. And I have SPF 30 on my eye area, which is a very, very often overlooked place. That is very, very important, though, when it comes to you know, looking older. Um, if you want to prevent crow's feet and all of that stuff, you got to wear sunscreen around your eyes. And so this Supergoop Sheer Screen seems like a very, very good option. And the other plus about it too is that they sell little mini bottles of it because the reality is if you're using it just on your eye area, you're really not using that much. And so you can buy a small amount of it and it makes just, it just makes sense because you're not going through it as quickly. So why buy such a big bottle? So another thing in the eye area that I want to mention is a new eye cream that I found, and this is by the brand Well People. If you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> you know that I did place a big order trying a bunch of new things from them, and there's some things that I'm still trying to work through, but one item that I am totally sold on is their eye cream. Okay, they describe this eye cream as a gel cream consistency, and it is very, very lightweight, very hydrating, and it makes the perfect base for makeup. Now, I will say, though, that during wintertime, would this be enough for me to use morning and nighttime? No, it's not. I know that if I don't use my normal go-to nighttime eye cream, I will be dry and flaky by morning. Um, my go-to eye cream is the Ultra Renewal Eye Cream by Beauty Counter. So as long as I use that at night, this gel eye cream by Well People is fantastic during daytime. Because um, if I do use too heavy of an eye cream during daytime, I will get creasing of my eyeshadow. And so with this one by Well People, paired with the Supergoop Sheer Screen, I have an awesome, lightweight, hydrating, and SPF protected eye area that helps my eyeshadow stay on all day. So I am ecstatic with that new combination, and I wish I would have known about it earlier in the year during summertime. But oh well, I know now. And then the last thing that I want to talk about today is a new fragrance. So Beauty Counter has finally come out with new, clean, non-toxic, meaning not headache-inducing fragrance. You know those people, like when you hug them and you just, you feel like you smell like their perfume now and you have a headache all day because of the fake fragrance? Yeah, I absolutely hate 
that. And I have never been one a person to like really wear perfume very much. Um, it's just something that has never like really appealed to me. I tried to get into it at the beginning of this year and I tried some other clean brands, but I really just wasn't impressed by the fragrances and all those, this, also the staying power of the fragrance. But anyways, Beauty Counter has come out with two fragrances for the holiday season, and I'm pretty sure that they're going to be coming out with the full sizes of them in the new year. But as of right now, you can buy a duo of both fragrances. They are roller balls, and both fragrances smell wonderful. My favorite is the scent that's called Sunspill. And it comes in a pretty pink roller ball and it just smells warm and inviting and slightly floral, but not like so floral that you smell like an old lady or anything. It just smells really, really good. And then the other one that is called Miles Away, that one I actually thought that I was going to like the most just because it's a bit more herbal and green smelling. Um, but when I had it on my body, it just didn't smell like I was expecting it to. I mean, fragrance is so, so individual, which is why... This kit is great because you can try both of them, but the bottles aren't too big. So if you don't like one or the other, it's not like, you know, you have this big, huge, expensive bottle of perfume just sitting there wasting away. So I will link to those in the show notes too. Um, they are both wonderful. And as of right now, they are only available in a holiday set, but I'm pretty sure that at the beginning of the year, they will be available on their own. So stay tuned for that. So again, just to summarize, um, my favorites for the month of October. First in the garden, I started out with the new organic Rev fertilizer. I love this stuff and I know that I will continue to buy it. Um, I just need to see how it works with my hydroponic growing inside. The next thing was my bulk greens harvesting procedure that allowed me to split up greens harvesting, like major, major amounts of green harvesting into two chunks. That way I wouldn't get so burnt out on it. The next thing I talked about was a new electrolyte powder by Grubly Farms. Then two eye products, the Super Goop Sheer Screen, which is helping me get some SPF protection on my eye area, and also the um, gel eye cream by Well People. And then finally, the new fragrances by Beauty Counter. All the links to these things will be in the show notes, of course, as always. And um, next week, I will be talking about my goals for the month of November. With winter coming, the goals are going to be changing a little bit and potentially slowing down some just because, as I said, November is a busy month for us because we have a lot of events going on. And then December, too, of course, is busy for everybody. So these next months might be a little bit slower, um, but I'm definitely excited for fall, as always, I'm still, of course, I'm excited. <laughs> you know that. Um, but I'm also excited for winter to come too. Um, I'm ready for like the introspective part of the year. I'm excited to use my planner. I'm excited to get ready and just even more prepared for this coming year than I was for this year. Because um, I think I was prepared, but I just didn't have enough experience. And obviously, as gardeners, we are always learning and always growing. But I feel like I learned a lot in my first two years of trying to grow all of our food. And I'm hoping, <laughs> at least, that I'm past like a major like hump in the learning curve. So I have a lot of hope for 2024. And I'm ready for the days where it's dark and cold and I can just sit with tea and look at seed catalogs and I can really start planning and just hopefully getting a better 
output out of my garden this coming year. So that'll probably be what I talk about some next week. So stay tuned. Um, and if you would, I would love it. And it would mean so much to me if you would leave a review or a rating for the podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So that's it for today. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Girly Homesteader podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you want to share more in my journey, follow me on Instagram at the Girly Homesteader.